Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Come on, somebody. Does somebody love Jesus? Come on, somebody. Do you love Jesus this morning? Is he still King of kings and Lord of lords? It doesn't matter what Corona may or may not be doing. What is Jesus doing? That's what we want to talk about this morning. It's giving glory and honor to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm telling you this morning, He is the King of all kings and He is the Lord of all lords. There is none like unto our God. Whether we're sitting here on the bleachers and chairs or we're in our vehicle. It doesn't matter where you are right now. I want to tell you, let's give Him some glory. Let's give Him some honor. Let's give praise and adoration to the King of all kings. See, I don't know what you came here needing today, but I know the one who has your answer. I'm telling you, people have asked us, even coming here today, someone asked me, well, how uncomfortable. What you don't understand is this is in my wheelhouse. This is what I live for right here. I am more comfortable out here than I would be inside there. I'm the guy that loves crusades. And when I see this, I see crusade. Okay, so let's talk about what God has been up to. Because some people, everywhere we go, I even heard it just now, fear is trying to grip us. And it is. Fear is trying to shut down the church all over the world. I want to tell you right now, churches all over the world, they send their greetings to you this morning. Churches in Vietnam, churches all over Africa, churches in Pakistan, they were writing me this week and they said, give our greetings to you this morning. So receive greetings in the name of Jesus from churches all over and they're praying for you even right now. See what you, many of us don't understand and don't know is that as bad as it may be here, it is so much worse over there. Even right now, my pastors in Vietnam, they are in complete lockdown. They cannot step out of their house for the next, it was 15 days because of the corona. In Kenya, they're under 30 days of lockdown. They can have no church. They can have nothing, nothing. They can't even go work. They can't do. And I'm telling you, because of all of the restrictions of the the COVID and corona, people are dying even right now. Yesterday, we had the privilege uh, Friday, we had the privilege on Thursday sending money to Vietnam. And I've got pictures, but because we can't see out here, I can't show it to you. But there's yesterday through the night, last night, and even this morning, we fed over 1,000 families in Vietnam. Did y'all hear what I just said? In a nation that is an atheistic nation, that is a communist nation, we were able to get money to them to buy food to feed over 1,000 families. In Kenya alone, we fed over 10,000 last year. Let me tell you, I don't know what God's doing in Camden, but I can tell you what He's doing all over the world. In fact, someone asked me today, you know, how the restrictions that have come upon you. And I will tell you this, but because of Corona, we have grown. What I mean by that is the gospel has gone exponentially forward. As I stand here just some few hours ago in radio in Kenya, I preached over five to eight million people. Did y'all hear what I just said? Five to eight million. We just preached to this morning around midnight. I had recorded a small thing, sent it over. My pastor was on there. He played it. We preached to almost eight million people today in Kenya alone. In February, I was there. God made a way and I went by myself. I went over there. And what I watched God do, only God can do. 
And I want to tell you these stories this morning because I want you to be encouraged. Because many times in Arkansas and Louisiana, Mississippi and Texas and all across the United States, we can get so discouraged by what we're seeing. But what I want to tell you is what God's doing over there. When I was there in February... God made a way and we went and recorded actually in Swahili. I sang in Swahili with them and recorded a song, recorded a sermon, and the sermon played, are y'all ready for this? To over 97 million people. Did y'all hear what I just said? In all, it, look, it played on the largest radio station in all of Africa. And this radio station reaches into Ethiopia, Somalia, Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, and Kenya. At one moment of time, we reached 92 million people in the peak of the day with the gospel in nations that you and I can't even get into. Are y'all here this morning? What I want to tell you is don't get discouraged. My son Judah, who's standing right here by this pole, he and I went back to Kenya in May while my daughter sitting over there was in Haiti. While she was in Haiti being the gospel, we were in Kenya being the gospel. While we were in Kenya, he and I had the privilege of preaching to over 175 million people with the gospel. Are y'all getting these numbers? This year alone, we have reached over 280 million people in Africa. Are y'all hearing me? Well, Corona, Corona. No, let's give the glory to Jesus. I'm so tired of hearing about Corona. I want to talk about Jesus. See, we had the privilege of going into a hospital. Brother Stephen, are you here? Brother Donald, I want you to hear this. Went into a hospital. That boy right over there who's at Christ for the Nations, he's home right now for the summer. He and I went to Kenya in May. They let us go into a hospital. We had our mask on. We went in this hospital. There's a man laying there dying of pneumonia. He's an older man and he is at the point of death. And let me explain their hospitals to you. Their hospitals are not like yours. In their hospital, when you go to the hospital, you don't leave the hospital until the debt is paid. Whatever they did on you, you don't leave until you pay for it. Either you're dead or alive. Your dead body doesn't leave until the family pays. Are y'all with me? This man is laying there dying. Everybody around within the sound of my voice is dying. And what I'm telling you is, if this is the hospital room that I'm standing in right here, there would be a bed here, a bed here, a bed here. Everywhere there was a bed all down the halls, all across over here. It was just people dying. Are y'all getting what I'm trying to tell you? I prayed for this man in the name of Jesus. I lifted my hand and my main pastor looks at me and says, while you're here, go ahead and pray just a general prayer for everybody in this, you know, that can hear you. So what do you do? In Jesus' name. And you just pray like we do all the time, right? Let me tell you what you expect. You expect God to do what only He can do. So I prayed in the name of Jesus. We left the hospital. Are you ready for this? By the next morning. So that was what, Judah? Where you at? 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. By the next morning, the whole ward of the hospital. Did y'all hear me? The whole ward of the hospital had been released, completely healed. 
Come on, Jesus. Woo! Come on, Jesus. See, it's not me, it's Jesus. I'm not worried about Corona. What I'm concerned about is what does Jesus want to do in Camden, Arkansas today? What's He want to do in your life today? I'm telling you, when God comes in and the whole ward of the hospital is released, completely healed, that's a God thing. I'm telling you right now, that's a God thing. And it's not me, it's Jesus. It's not you, it's Jesus. When you're feeding a thousand families and you're feeding 10,000, that's not me, it's Jesus. Are you hearing this this morning? I understand things are hard. I understand things could be better for us. But do you understand Jesus is still King? He's still Lord of Lords. We're in the middle of a revival here, right? Then I'm telling you, in the middle of all this, I feel so encouraged that Jesus is on His throne. God still knows what He's doing. Our businesses can still be blessed. He can resurrect out of the grave that which has died. I'm telling you this morning, He is the best at bringing to life that which was dead. He is the best at breathing life into that which is sick. Every spirit of sickness and disease, every infirmity, it has to bow. The same testimony my brother was just given of the sister getting discharged from the hospital this morning is what God wants to do today here. I'm telling you, I don't know what you came needing, but I know Jesus. I'm telling you, He is the King of all kings. And He's the Lord of all lords. See, I had the privilege of, of recording in, in Shreveport with some people and they played it in four, they, they dubbed over me in four different languages and it played all over the Middle East. We reached over a million Islamic Muslims with the gospel just a few weeks ago. What I'm telling you is, God is on the move. What I'm telling you is, don't be discouraged. God is not mocked. We are not concerned about what our enemy is doing as much as we are concerned about what God is doing. We're not going to give glory to an enemy. We're going to give the glory to King Jesus because He's worthy this morning. See, He's here and He's calling our drug addict and alcoholic family out of what they are. See, He sees them because He died for them. And He wants to redeem them. He wants to set somebody free today. He wants to set us free from nicotine. He wants to set us free from alcohol. He wants to set us free from all those pills we have to take just to cope with life. See, I can tell you miracles upon miracles of what God has done overseas. And it's happening so fast now, I cannot keep up with it. My son can tell you when over two and a half million people, y'all catch this, two and a half million, they call in to the radio station and the TV station to tell the miracles that God is doing. You cannot keep up with that. And I want to tell you the same God who's working miracles and wonders all over the world is the same God in Camden, Arkansas. He's the same over there as He is here. All He's looking for is for somebody to say, I believe. I believe this morning. Look, if you've got a Bible, I want you to turn with me to Genesis. Genesis chapter 5. And I want to read something real quick here with you. In Genesis chapter 5, real quick in verse 21. It says, And Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. Verse 22, And he begot 
After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. Do y'all see that? We know these verses. The Bible says Enoch walked with God, and it goes on to say in the next verse, and he was no more. Why? For God took him. We know of Enoch walking with God. We read the verse and we say how wonderful is that. And preachers come through and preachers preach about walking with God. And we say, oh, how wonderful that is. And we sing our songs and we sing and we get into the presence of God. And we're with God and we leave. Where does the presence of God go? Let me tell you this morning, He goes wherever you go. As a believer in Him, He lives in you. That means He abides in you. He goes wherever you go. And what I'm telling you this morning is the same God that has allowed me to preach to over 280 million people this year is the same God that is with you when you walk into Walmart up the street. He's the same God that's with you when you go into the subway or the McDonald's or the hospital. Say, I have a cousin just right up the road working in the hospital. He's a doctor in the hospital right here in Camden. The same God that is with me is the same God with him. Because he is a believer in Jesus. He loves Jesus. But God called him to do something different than what he called me to do. It doesn't mean he doesn't walk with God. Are you hearing me? Some of us, we work things in life and people like me come through and you get all charged up and you go, man, I wish I could do something like that. I need you to hear me. God didn't call you to go do what I do. If you went and tried to do what I do, you'd be in my way because that's what he called me to do. He called you to go work. He called you to be a mom of your children. He called you to be a teacher. He called you to go and build something. He called you to go work the cash register. He called you to go do, but to live in him and to walk in him and to abide in him wherever you go. See, we know about Enoch, but I want you to flip over real quick. To the next chapter, Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, let's start in verse 5. And the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Verse 7. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things, and birds of the air. I am sorry that I have made them. Verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. And what does the next part of that verse say? Noah did what? See, when you talk about somebody in the Bible walking with God, you think of Enoch. Let me tell you something this morning. God put these stories in here for you and I. So we can learn. He's not a respecter of persons. What he is waiting on is somebody to say, God, I want to walk with you. See, Adam walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Jason walks with God. Are you there this morning? Whatever your name is, I want you to fill in the blank, right? I want you to say, I, and put in your name, walk with God. Say it with me. I, and fill in your name, walk with God. Come on, say it with me again. I, walk with God. Come on, say it one more time. I, walk with God. I need you to get that this morning. 
This is not about a preacher. This is not about apostles and prophets, evangelists. This is not about Brother Jerry. This is not about Brother Stephen. This is about you walking with God. I'm talking about the king of all kings. I'm talking about the miracle worker. The one Brother Stephen was just singing about. He's the way maker. Oh, that's the God I not only serve, but the God I work with. The God I walk with. The God I talk to. The God I fellowship with. The king of my kings. The Lord of my lords. He is the king of eternity of my heart. He is my healer and he desires to heal me because he loves me and I walk with him. Don't remember that old song for he walks with me and talks with me. Y'all remember that? Did you get up this morning and the king of all eternity was waiting on you? When your eyes opened up and the Lamb of God was waiting on you and His presence by the Holy Spirit said, Good morning. And I said, Good morning, Holy Ghost. I love you, King Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you something this morning. He has fire in His eyes. Let me tell you something this morning. Whatever the doctor told you, King Jesus says, I'm your healer. When the doctor told you you can't have children and you've gone and you've had all these shots and things trying to help you have a child. Let me tell you about the one who opens the womb. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you about the one who causes cancer to fall off and hit the ground. Let me tell you about the one who opens the eyes of the blind. Who? Let me tell you about the one who makes the legs grow. Who makes club feet come back into normal and you can put a shoe on the foot now. I don't have time to tell you all the miracles that God is doing. Let me tell you about the one who is the miracle worker. Let me tell you about the one who walks with you. You don't need me to touch you. You need to receive the one whose hand's already in your hand. See, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. See, and you had men like Peter who walked with Jesus. And after Jesus ascended on high and the Holy Spirit came on them and then they were arrested. There was something the Pharisees said about them. There was one phrase that they said. You know what they said? They had been with Jesus. Come on, church. It's time for the church of Camden to let it be known we have been with Jesus. It ain't that we went to church. It's we were in with Jesus. We were in the presence of God. We were in the Shekinah of the glory of God. And we didn't just experience it at church. We experience it when I'm at home. When I'm over there cooking and I'm doing my thing, mama. And I'm washing my dear. I'm in the presence of God. See, some of us, we remember going to grandmama's house. And we remember eating and we remember her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't remember that song? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she goes over to wash them dishes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she stopped for a minute. Mm Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, it's time we show the next generation what the King of Kings is still doing. It's time we show them 
Y'all know this generation that's out there right now that gets offended at everything? Y'all heard of them, right? I call them the cupcake generation. That's what I call them. That's what I've dubbed them. The cupcake generation. Because they get offended at everything. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know the spirit that's in the land right now? Where you can't call something something because it might offend somebody that's somewhere or something? You can't do anything. You can't, you gotta change the name of everything. Listen to me. He changes not. His word is the same. And the same God that walked with Noah is the same God desiring to walk with you. Cause see, if you keep reading in that story, right there, God had a plan about Noah, didn't he? And he came to Noah and he said, Noah, I got something for you. I got something amazing I want you to do. And I'm gonna show you a pattern and I'm gonna show you a plan. Do y'all realize this morning that God had a plan over the life of Noah? Do you realize, though, that in that plan, God showed him something that then took somewhere between 80 to 120 years to come to pass? And if you read over in the book of Peter, he talks about it was the patience of God that waited upon Noah to build the ark. When would the flood have happened? When Noah finished the ark. I need you to catch what I'm saying right here. You've got dreams and visions inside of you, but you've not yet fulfilled the last thing God told you to do. Don't look for the next one until you finish what God last told you to do. Because see, God had a plan over the life of Noah. And he told him, I want you to build this boat. I want you to do this for something the world has never seen before. A flood is coming. And he began to build. And he began to preach and he began to build and he began to preach and he preached for, let's just call it a hundred years because we really don't know. It's somewhere between 80 to 120. So let's just call it a hundred years. He preached not one convert, not one person saved outside of his own family. What I'm trying to encourage you right now is don't worry about the increase. Let God bring the increase. You just go live Jesus. You cannot save anybody. I cannot save anybody. But what I can tell you we can do is we can walk with Jesus. We can talk with Jesus. And we can let the world be the world. But we will shine the light of heaven into the darkness. Because in the darkest place the light shines the brightest. And you tell me how dark it is here. You tell me how dark it is just up the road. In Pine Buff. It's dark is it not? Shine the light of Jesus. Let me tell you, you shine the light of Jesus wherever you are. You tell me, Brother Jason, you don't understand my situation. You don't understand the light you have. Because if we really knew how bright the light was, we would shine a little brighter. Because I'm telling you, I know where you live. I'm not far from you. I've got family all around you. I know what it is here. I know how dark this region is. But let me tell you, God put you here for such a time as this. Now go shine like Jesus. He abides in you. And if Christ abides in you, the hope of glory, what else do you need? Come on, church. It's time for the church to stop quibbling in fear and rise up among that which is among us and live like Jesus, be like Jesus, shine like Jesus, and see the works that Jesus did. These signs shall follow those that. See, y'all read that verse too. So did I. And you believe it just like I do. 
But what we're expecting is to see the outcome of what we believe. And I'm telling you this morning, Noah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And I don't have time to read it to you, but you can go read it in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 will tell you that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And what he's looking for this morning is somebody that will take his presence, take his spirit back into the regions that us preachers can't get into. See, he called you to work where you work for a reason. You will reach people I will never see. And if I do see them, I will not be able to reach them because I don't know them, but you do. See, some of us, we let society look down on us because of what we do or what we don't do. Listen to me. Are you fulfilling the call of God on your life? Are you walking in obedience to God every day? Are you walking in His Spirit every day? Are you fully surrendered to Him every day? Do you wake up and say, God, lead me by your presence? That if you go and you're obedient to the leading and direction of the Holy Spirit, then don't worry about what other people are saying. You go and be obedient to the presence of God. And when you're obedient to the presence of God, God will open up a door that has been blocked on you. And all of a sudden you'll start seeing things fulfilled that you've been trying to fulfill for years. It's not you. It's Christ in you. It's Christ through you. Now go and do the workings of Christ because he abides in you. And if he abides in you and his word abides in you, you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Now I'm looking at people this morning. We've got needs, don't we? Three of us have needs. Oh, there y'all are. I knew y'all were there. How many of us have needs this morning? How many of us have needs that you can't do anything about that only God? If God don't do it, it's not going to happen. See, I know what I'm talking about right now. Because if you could have already done it, you'd already fixed it. Some of us have relationships that we can't do anything about. And you're asking God, God, if there's any way, can you mend this? And you come to him and you say, just like the dad who brought his epileptic son, Jesus, if you can do anything. Jesus says, have faith. Mary and Martha, Jesus, if you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Have faith in God. How many times did Jesus respond with, have faith in God? Now, I don't know what you're needing today, but I know this. Many of us have prayed and nothing has happened. And you're wondering if God is even hearing you. So we're going to remove all of that right now. And we're going to approach this as if we've never prayed before. We're going to approach this like you've never approached Jesus before about your situation. Right where you are. I want you to think. In your vehicle, you're sitting there with your family. You're sitting there with your spouse. You're sitting there by yourself. Wherever you're doing. I want you to think you're sitting up here in the chairs and bleachers. What are you needing God to do in your life? What vision, what, what, what thing has God put on you that you've not yet seen fulfilled? What breakthrough are you needing? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the same Jesus that is with me is with you. Look, I'm telling you. 
We're watching God do this year. I'm telling you, it is beyond anything I've ever imagined. When you get the privilege of preaching to almost 300 million people this year, that's pretty awesome. When you're preaching in regions that some have never heard the gospel, it's pretty awesome. When you're doing and you're seeing miracles beyond anything you've even thought possible, it is amazing. But let me tell you, the vision in my heart is much bigger than what I'm seeing. And only God can do. Are y'all catching me? But you know what? He desires to do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ask or think according to the power that is at work inside of us. I want you to think about your dream. I want you to think about your vision. I want you to think about what God has purposed you. Some of us, we have the, we have the desire to, to plan a business, to plan a restaurant, to do something. And it's in the middle of Corona. And this is not the time of doing things according to the standards of business. What does the plan of God say? Because see, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by the timing of God. So right where you are, I just want you to close your eyes. If you're in your vehicle, I just want you to set yourself apart with God right now. And I want the Spirit of God to come and speak to us. We want the Spirit of God to come and implant Himself in dreams and visions and impartations and in dreams of what He desires to do over your life. To those of us that are psalmists and poets and writers, let the, let the imagination of the Spirit of God come on you. To those that are business minded, let the imagination of God and business come on you. Let God ideas come on you this morning. Let his presence invade upon you in such a mighty manner where this is not just a revival for the church, but it is a reviving for the whole region of Camden, the whole region of South Arkansas, where God is igniting inside of his people dreams and visions and impartations and visions by the Holy Ghost. Some of you are called to preach and you've been running and I will tell you, you will never be happy until you stop and surrender to the call of God. Whatever it is, God is imparting upon you. Some of us just need hope this morning. Some of us just need encouragement this morning. What are you needing from the presence of God? Now, right where you sit, I want you to just speak it out of your mouth. What are you needing God to do in your life? What are you expecting God to do amazing through you, in you, and with you? I want you to open your mouth where you are, and I want you to speak it out. God, I'm believing for, speak it. God, I'm believing for, come on, speak it out of your mouth. It's between you and God. Speak it out of your mouth. God, I'm believing. You're here and you're not even saved. You don't know Jesus as your Lord. Come on, join me right now and say, God, I believe in you for this. Because he's wanting to do something. He's wanting to show himself strong in your behalf. He's wanting to show himself that he is who he says he is. Come on, you got a daughter, a son, a nephew, a niece that's in alcohol, drug addiction, prostitution. Come on, you got somebody in prison right now and you're believing God to set them free in prison. To save them. Come on, what are you believing God to do that is impossible? Blood clots and cancers and tumors. HIV. You know somebody right now that's got COVID. Come on. What are you believing God to do? Speak the amazing out of your mouth. 
Come on, are you speaking it? Speak it. Speak it out loud. It's not between me and you or your neighbor. It's between you and Jesus. Speak out the amazing. You got, you got nerve ending issues. You got diverticulitis. You got uh, blood vessel issues and, and varicose veins. And you're just believing God. God, I'm believing in my own body. Come on, speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. You play an instrument. You're wanting, you're wanting God, just the anointing to come on you while you play. Come on, speak it out. What are you believing God to do this morning? See, I'm not your healer. But Jesus is. I'm not your deliverer. But Jesus is. I'm not the one who can set you free. But Jesus is. And being led by the Spirit of God... You're going to leave this place and you're going to let the presence of God invade upon you. Even throughout the day as you go, I'm telling you, you just allow the spirit of God to quicken in you. And you allow the song of the Lord to rise up inside of you. And you let that new song come out of you. Some of you, you've spoken in tongues, but it's been a long time. I'm calling it out. I'm calling forth your gifts, your visions, your dreams, your impartations. Things in this revival that God is desiring to revive. telling you there's so much potential here sitting in these vehicles sitting on these bleachers someone watching listening i'm telling you there's so much potential inside of you the jesus that i know that is at work all over the world is the jesus in you now you gotta let it out expectation expectation we're expecting a miracle We're expecting deliverance. We're expecting a move of God. See, I'm telling you. I have so many stories of miracles. But I'm choosing this morning to not even hardly tell any. You say, well, I would be encouraged. I'm going to tell you something. Go get your Bible and read the book of Matthew. And read the miracles that Jesus did and be encouraged. See, as Americans, we have dulled down what God is doing. I want you to hear me real quick. We want to talk about what's not happening. Let's talk about what has been happening. You're still here, aren't you? We're still here worshiping God, aren't we? We may not be in our building, but we're outside. Where three quarters of the world worships God is outside. We're out here where God called us. We're out here for this time and this season. Don't miss what God's doing. Because we don't like the situation. I want you to think in the past year and a half since this pandemic hit us. What have you seen God do? I want you to think about the miracles in just your family. A provision and financial breakthroughs and what God has done that no man can take credit for. Are you here? Yeah, Yeah, I've got stories, but so do you. Recall it. Come on. Remember all them times when you cried out, God, I need help. Did he help you? When you had that test and you didn't know, and did did he help you? When you needed that financial breakthrough and you didn't know, did you get it? You needed those new tires on your vehicle. Do you have them? Come on, somebody. Let's remember what has He done. 
What has He already done? And I'm telling you, the one who has already done is going to do even more exceedingly above as you can believe. Let faith grow. Let faith grow. I didn't always see blinded eyes opening. I didn't always see lame people walking. It had to grow. Come on, let faith grow in you. Believe God for the more. Come on, believe God. I'm telling you, throughout the day, as things come on your mind, speak it out of your mouth. What are you believing God to do? Not through me, not through pastor so-and-so. What are you believing God to do through your life? Through your hands, through your business, through your teaching. How many lives are you going to influence? Because see, it's not about the millions. It's about the one. Hear me. God didn't call you to do what I do. He called you to the one. You're a teacher. You got 15 kids in your class. Man, what an opportunity do you have to show the love of Jesus? You don't even have to go in and preach. All you got to do is show the love of Jesus to kids that don't even know what love is. You work at a store. You work in a convenience store. You work at a restaurant. Show the love of Jesus. Come on, let's be the light of darkness. Let's be the light that shines. Let's go forth and let's change this region with the light of the love of Jesus. I'm telling you, you've got it in you. I'm telling you, you've got it in you. Shine like Jesus. Shine like Jesus. In the book of Daniel, it says, Those that know their God will do mighty exploits for their God. In Camden, Arkansas, shine like Jesus. In Pine Bluff, Arkansas, you shine like Jesus. In Louisiana, I shine like Jesus. Wherever I go and wherever my feet may take me, I'm going to shine like Jesus. Wherever God opens the door, you're going to shine like Jesus. And you're going to believe and have expectation. When you walk into the store, when you go eat somewhere, divine appointments, divine connections, divine revelation, words of prophecy, words of healing, words of wisdom, God is going to use you to change this region. Look, I appreciate being a part of this revival and who all's coming. It's awesome. But God's not going to use them to change Camden. He's going to use you. Yeah. You're the one that lives here. You're the one that knows these people. They're going to come and part to you and you're going to take it and go and part it to others. Are y'all with me this morning? Come on, let's go in the love of Jesus. Let's let the light of Jesus shine forth through you. Let's go in the power of God and let's celebrate the name of our God. For through our God, we shall pull down strongholds. We shall pull down vain imaginations and anything that lifts itself up against the knowledge of our God. For we are the people of God, called by God, chosen by God, called by His name. He has given Himself to us. He has anointed you. Now go. And you go in the power of God. And you go and you walk with God like Noah, like Enoch. You walk with God. And you allow the presence of God to come mightily on you, with you, and through you. We love you. We honor you in the name of Jesus. Now, you came here this morning and you need prayer in your physical body. You're believing for a miracle. You're believing God to do something. And you need physical prayer. We're going to linger here. We'll pray with you. I'm telling you, Jesus is your healer. I'm telling you, Jesus is your healer. Let the glory of God come on you.
If you would, if you want prayer and you want us to physically touch and pray with you, would you come down here and we'll pray? But if you're in your vehicle and you say, I just don't, I just don't want anybody touching me yet. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to speak evil. Listen to me. God will touch you right where you are. If you're in your vehicle and you don't want to get out of your vehicle, but you need prayer, would you turn your flashers on right where you are? That's a sign to me. But if you're here and you want physical prayer, you can come on up here. But if you're in your vehicle and you need prayer, but you don't want to come, that's fine. Turn your flashers on. And we're going to believe with you right now where you are in your vehicle. Turn your flashers so I can see. So I know who I'm believing with. Does that make sense? Turn your flashers on if you need prayer. If you want physical prayer, come on up here. Come right around our front in the shade. We'll pray. In the name of Jesus, we believe that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. That right where you are in your vehicle, may the presence of God or the glory of God or the presence of the greatness of God be made known over you. We celebrate what God is doing in you right now. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of sickness, every disease, every infirmity, it bows to the name of Jesus. We declare the Lordship of heaven over this place. We declare the Lordship of our King over your physical bodies, over your sicknesses and disease. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be restored, be delivered in Jesus' name. May the glory of God be upon you as you go. In Jesus' name.